Hi guys, welcome to the second episode of First Drafts. Yay! <laughs> We're okay. so glad you guys have stuck around this long. <laughs> yes. Okay, this um, second episode, we're going to talk about getting a degree and then... Happily never after. There's a twist. There's a little a little twist in there. Okay. Yeah, we're just going to talk about graduating from Zoom University and what that means for us, what that might look like for other people, and I guess the, the life... Life after college. Just the life after college, yeah. Um, and we have Mike. Mike. We're using one mic, but we, we have two mics technically this time. Yes. Um, which is a big step. And we're working on a jingle, so that's also exciting. Yes. But um, we kind of briefly talked about it last time, I feel like, uh, very briefly. But this time we're going to go more into depth about... Just kind of what's socially acceptable after graduating college. Um, I think that the big problem, well, I guess to me it's a problem because I have my own opinions about a degree and going to college and things like that. But I feel like after this whole pandemic, uh, it's given me a lot of time to reflect on what I want for my own life and the kind of person that I want to be later on in the future, even though that's very deep, but it's true. And at this point, I'm just kind of really unmotivated to do anything in school right now. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Yes, this this last semester, I'm like really like pushing through. Yeah, like I... I really am just doing the bare minimum to get by. <laughs> and yes. It sounds really bad, but it's just the honest truth, you know? Yeah, also because kind of like fear of the unknown is just unmotivating me in the weirdest of ways. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. It's really overwhelming, I yeah. think. Um, and that's the thing. You know, at this point, I'm sure all of us have like been asked questions. What are you going to do after you graduate? Um, where are you going to work? Have you started applying yet? Do you have your resume? And us being design majors, like, yeah. do you have your portfolio ready? Is it perfect? Is it perfect? Or are you representing yourself as a designer in the most accurate way possible? And that is so much pressure to design your portfolio. For those of you that don't know, portfolio is basically just, it makes up all of your, I guess for us right now, our undergraduate work. Mm-hmm. And so that really has to like encompass and like have our personality in it because whenever we send it in they're not going to see us initially they're not going to meet us mm-hmm. it's just primarily at that point based on your portfolio so if they open it and they hate it that's then, kind of it for you yes because i feel of- like with architecture your portfolio kind of outweighs your resume mm-hmm. i think that's my opinion it's oh, like your yeah. personality and your resume are like at the forefront mm-hmm yeah uh in a way you're kind of selling yourself to your future employer and if you don't market yourself in the best way possible or you're not what they're looking for then that kind of just closes the doors to the like potential opportunities you know yeah definitely and with all that being said and feeling overwhelmed it's kind of it's discouraging it's unmotivating but then also there's so much societal expectation 
to rush straight into a nine to five. Yes. I remember graduating from high school and I was like, I can't wait to go to college and get a job and so I could work every single day and hustle, hustle, hustle and, you know, have a family and work like more than 40 hours a week and, you know, like maintain a healthy lifestyle, like all like checking all the boxes. And that's just really not possible. It's not possible, especially like when you add in like maintaining not just like your family relationships, but like your friends. That for me is so like i i don't know how to do that no me neither i get a text and <laughs> you I, don't answer i ignore it because if i don't immediately respond the second i get it like it pains me to look at it any longer yeah i want to respond but i just don't it's weird i just feel like i don't have like the mental capacity to respond no i feel that and the thing is growing up i thought relationships just kind of you know are there and they just exist and everything is no. kind of effortless but no no because you ignore your friend and your friend gets hurt your and then gets hurt and then you have to not that it's a burden but you, you bear the have, guilt you kind of have to like pour more of yourself into that cup mm-hmm. and it's just like when you could have just you know been yeah measuring them all out and then and then they bring it up and you're just kind of sitting sitting there and thinking, why why didn't I just send them like a five second text? Like it really wasn't that difficult. You know exactly. I I feel the same yeah, way. Yeah, that's that's what I've been going through a lot <laughs> recently. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot of maintenance, and I I swear. When the, but I was, the best type of maintenance. Yeah, it like, is. Yeah, it is good maintenance because like I love all my friendships, and I feel like all the t- most of the time I don't show that yeah just because especially now everything's through text yes and i'm the worst texter so you know i don't but i'm also the worst at (laughs) in-person gatherings as well you're such a good time everybody wants you there all the time but yeah i think it's just a matter of finding balance which (laughs) i i haven't found that balance yet no i feel like we will always be searching for that balance that we will mm-hmm. never find. And, and maybe that is the balance. Yeah, maybe that is the balance. Just constantly questioning if you're ever <laughs> going to have that balance. But isn't it crazy how when you're younger, you look up to adults or your parents and you think they have it all set out for them. And now we're at this point where we're graduating, about to move on into our professional careers or whatever yeah. we might do in life. And like, I have no idea. I know. I just need to feel comfortable in the fact that I will always be a little bit lost. Mm-hmm. Like, I will always be a little bit lost. And I think that should be normalized, too. Yes. Like, it is okay not to know everything. It's okay not to know what to say or what to do or how to act in certain situations because it's a, everything is a growing opportunity. Where there's a problem, there's a solution. Yeah. So. Um, also, when I was younger, I don't, I don't know if... I mean, I'm sure everybody can relate to this, but... I swear I was gonna have like this great like 16th birthday party and then I would get my license and then like my sweet 16 yes and then by 17 18 graduate high school go into college um find find the person of my dreams marry them at like what 21 and then have a kid at like 20 24 25 have kids at your own pace but let's normalize having kids like in our 30s yeah 35 is ideal because i remember when i was 
like in high school, I was I said the same thing. I was like, I want to meet my soulmate in college. Yes. Right after college, I want to marry them, and then I want to start spitting out kids. Spitting out kids. And honestly, I'm 23, and so I'm like, I can I, you imagine having a kid within the next year? No, That's no, crazy. and I don't want to imagine it. Yeah, which I mean, go off if you already have kids or if you yes. are wanting kids at a young age i totally get that too but personally that's just not for me i mean i do want like kids mm -hmm. or one kid or two mm -hmm. or three i don't or know three. <sighs> i don't know we'll see about that but i mean not in the next three years yeah. i would say three or four years even three i'm like i'm not even married yet i don't Nobody has put a ring on my finger yet. Yeah. So period. I cannot even afford to be thinking about kids. I cannot afford that. Yeah. It's it's a big, big change in lifestyle. Yeah. Big big commitment. You can't just pop out a baby and think that things are gonna be the same way for you. Yeah. But that's that's a different topic. Yeah. Okay. So we have a Google Doc where we share notes. Millie, this episode went so oh. hard on her notes, <laughs> and you wrote something in here that like was really interesting to me. Um, you talked about how it's a privilege to be able to do things mm -hmm. and not have anybody else like reap like the, the reap the re repercussions. Yes, of, of your actions. Of your like, actions. We're young. We're in our early twenties. We have the freedom in basically all aspects to do whatever the heck we want and experiment. And mm -hmm. I feel like this is the time we have nothing really holding us back, and that is like truly a privilege, mm -hmm. because, I mean, we can really just do whatever we want. Yeah. And we do have the power to do whatever we want. And I think that's something that's not, like, it's taken for granted a lot. Because we think that there's it. so many things holding us back, when in reality, there's so many things that can propel us to, like, where we want to go. Mm -hmm. But also, I, I have a lot of empathy for those people that are supporting people in their family. So they can't really afford to experiment during this time after yeah. graduation it's just kind of you graduate and then i have to provide for my family or i have to provide for my kid or things like that i think we're extremely privileged to be in like a in america where there's so much freedom and um opportunity but also dang i lost my train of thought for a second um but you you get the idea of what i'm trying to say yeah. But yeah, I think we're extremely privileged. Um, it, that's where I was going. I'm, I think we're extremely privileged in the way that um, we don't have people depending on us to, you know, yeah. support them financially. We can't speak for everyone, but yeah. I would say like for us and a few of our friends around us, it's that way. And mm -hmm. that's something I personally take for granted all the time. Yeah. And we're so grateful to have like parents that are like not only supporting us, but like financially supporting us too. Mm-hmm. Um, in some aspects, you know? Yeah. And putting us through college, like, that is such a, a like, truly a gift. Mm -hmm. And I think what you were saying, like, given our privilege and given this opportunity to be able to experiment and try different things and, like, experience different um, interests, it it's something that we should not take for granted. Yeah. And it's something that we should pursue. Yeah. And intentionally. It, you said it earlier in, like, the doc, too, like, it's kind of selfish in a way, mm -hmm. but we really owe it to ourselves mm -hmm. to do or try to do what makes us happy at the end of the day. Right. Because no one can live your life but you. If, you're, if, if, you, if someone else is living your life for you or you are living your life 
in the hopes of validation or in the hopes of acceptance for other people, you will never be satisfied. And obviously that comes from a place of self-confidence and self-acceptance, but working towards self-acceptance and self-confidence is really important, I think, to living a fulfilling life. And I read a statistic um, about how only 15% of people in the working population are actively engaged in their jobs, which means that 85% of people are not. Yeah. They're unfulfilled, they're not satisfied. Sad. And that's just so heartbreaking, yeah. you know? It's like a stigma. It's ex- it's like expected for your adulthood to be extremely miserable and it's just something that you have to yeah. endure to be able to get to the end where you retire at 65 and then you finally get a retirement pension and you can do whatever you want yeah i feel like a lot of people are just very like complacent like they're they don't love their life but they're just doing it because Mm -hmm. of the probably probably responsibilities that they have like right supporting their family you know their their kids i mean family but Mm -hmm. you know other things like that but also i feel like a lot of people get complacent because they don't think that they're capable of achieving whatever they want to achieve outside of their degree. It's really intimidating, you know, it's it's a big risk, I guess you could say, graduating and not pursuing what you spent four years, yeah. you know, preparing for. But like I said the la- the last episode, if you find something that truly makes you happy and gives you so much fulfillment and joy in life, you should definitely pursue that regardless of what people might think or, um, I don't know, just believe in yourself. Yeah. You know, it, any, I, I genuinely think anything is, atta- is attainable if you really want it, mm-hmm. you know? But, yeah. I took a psychology class my freshman year, and I was told that your early 20s and then your late 60s are your happiest years. And then I looked it up um, earlier, and it you, you basically, according to research, this article, there's two years in your life where you're the most happy. It's when you're 23 and when you're 69. Mm-hmm. So I think 23 is when you graduate, and you not only have freedom, but you have like financial freedom right. from your parents and... From whatever else and you are making your own money you have your own job like it's just a new chapter of life where you're excited mm-hmm. and then 69 comes from like when you i guess retire mm-hmm. and it's like a relief like you don't have to go to that nine to five anymore that job that you hate mm-hmm. and in that gap there's roughly like 45 to 50 years where you're working probably at a job that most people don't 85 percent of people don't of people, like yeah. they're not engaged they're not satisfied and to think, like, you're spending the majority of your life doing something that you hate. That is such a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking to you about that tweet from that girl that does, like, um, vlogs and, like, podcasts and stuff. She has this, like, Balance Boss course. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the slides in that course basically was, like, a screenshot of her tweet where she said that she feels like it's disturbing how you work a nine-to-five, like, every single day for, rest, for, for the rest of your life at a job that you hate just so you can retire. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just, I hope that's not me. Yeah, I think everyone hopes that that's not them, but ultimately it does end up being them. I remember my dad worked a very strict nine-to-five. He was um, an IT guy, and 
he would leave at like, I don't know, seven in the morning, eight in the morning, make his cup of coffee, come home at five, five thirty, just so exhausted and so um overwhelmed and he never he's not the type to express that he's stressed out he just kind of takes it out on other people but i think now it's more important than ever to really remember that because when he was coming home and he was exhausted and he was stressed out because of work like typical nine to five he wasn't satisfied he only took the it job because he knew that was the only thing that would get him money because originally he took drafting classes he really loved art and wanted to pursue something within that or music or whatever but he was like this is not going to support my daughter this is not going to support my wife and you know my mom does nails or she did Mm -hmm. and that can only do so much um so he was just feeling a lot of pressure and i feel like i missed out a lot on potential times that we could have you know established a better like relationship and that's not like to make myself feel victimized or to make people feel bad for me but I think you know it's deeper than just being miserable at work but that also translates into your personal life yeah and it also translate into your personal it translates into your personal relationships as well yeah I I can see that. Like um, when I was growing up, my mom worked. My mom worked a nine to five for the city, and when I was in middle school, she stopped working, and she was contemplating on getting a new job. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I was entering sixth grade, and and I think at that point she was like, "No, my relationship with my daughter is should be at the forefront." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so she didn't work pretty much until I left for college and even then she just um she does like really awesome interior decorating and Mm -hmm. stuff like that decor and like weddings and stuff that she enjoys um she has obviously other dreams for like her future I don't think she wants to do like interior decorating for the rest of her life but her always being there um really helped me Mm -hmm. because she was like that constant person that I could always rely on however our relationship was or how it was going I knew that I could always rely on her at the end of the day and so that was comforting Mm -hmm. and I feel like having a parent that is present and willing to listen during those times where those are like those are like your peak development times um, development years middle school when you're trying to find who you are and then high school when you're contemplating whether or not you want to fit in or you want to stay true to yourself or things like that yeah um it's hard not having a parent there yeah it was really awesome for her to be that constant um throughout those years i remember she was always the first one to pick me up like in the parent like drive through mm-hmm. pickup area and whenever i had an issue like at school i would always like sneak into like a hallway and like call her you know like oh, that's cute. on my phone like you know just hiding from yeah. everyone and she would always answer And so I really love that. But also that's not something that everybody can do. Right. That I I didn't have that um, experience, you know, and we're both only children. So that's what makes it even more interesting. Um, So I kind of had to figure it out myself kind of. I I didn't feel comfortable talking to my parents. And I think partially that's just the dynamic, but Mm -hmm. I know it would 
have been so so helpful to have somebody yeah. to talk to especially I feel like I am like a super only child because I have my parents are divorced and they're both remarried and they both remarried like amazing awesome people mm-hmm. that I love so much and they're both so understanding so I f- I always said like when I was younger that I have like four different parents who like specialize in like different things mm-hmm. like my mom is like the nurturing one and not to say like my stepdad is only for like IT purposes but he's more like technical my dad gives like real real life like advice yeah. like and then my stepmom is like so good like she helped me with like all of my college stuff like it's all of them all of them like really have played a part in I don't know my growing up and not to say they all weren't present but my mom was like definitely like the one person that I could rely on Mm -hmm. yeah and that's that's the thing a lot of the time nine to fives get really overwhelming to the point where you can't have that balance you're you're always gonna have to sacrifice something whether it's your personal life or it's your actual nine to five yeah which it sucks that that's that's the situation that it's that's there yeah and also like for like women especially we want to have kids and like I think a mother's like relationship with her kids is like the strongest Mm -hmm. but how the heck are we supposed to do that when we're like trying to hustle and like work and like you know yeah I have dreams too and you know for a while I thought it was architecture and it might still be architecture but I'm just I'm already stressing which I shouldn't about the balance that I'll have to learn how to navigate through when I have a family and when I'm trying to also work no yeah because how how even is that supposed to work out I I guess we'll find out I have no idea (laughs) but yeah I I still love design and I know that last episode when I said I wasn't planning on pursuing interior that shook the world it sure did I was like oops I felt like I just announced a big scandal or something yeah but no I got so many people <laughs> messaging me like Millie's not pursuing interior it's just the truth though I I have no problem talking about it yeah. either because it's it's like I I love design and I love doing it but I feel like there's something out there that yeah. would potentially make me happier which I think right now like we were saying is the optimal time to experiment and just take a chance and I can always come back to design yeah um so that's just that's just personally how I feel yeah well I was thinking like I think I told you the other day if I didn't you know if I would have gone back in time I probably would have done like marketing or advertising or something Mm -hmm. something like that but then I thought like even though we're graduating with these like design degrees it doesn't really limit us because we've learned so much Mm -hmm. because I was thinking about it because in my head I was like, how would I even get into that field if yeah. I wanted to with my architecture degree? But then I thought that in architecture, we're like selling our designs all the time. Marketing. Yes. We're creating boards, you know, and with all of our drawings and stuff like that, we have to like let the audience know what we're talking about. Even like sometimes we're not next to our work, like right. our projects, like our final projects. And sometimes, like, we can't be there to explain everything. So the board really has to speak for itself. Or, like, the portfolio. Yes. Which is literally marketing ad- and advertising. Marketing. Mac- <laughs> advertising and marketing. And marketing. You know what I'm trying to say. But also, 
the way that we always have to present constantly. I'm the worst yes, presenter. But I feel like it's made me less scared. I've been told, though, that every single time I present, I'm so nervous, it feels to everyone else that I'm going to start crying. Oh, no. Like, my voice is that shaky. Mine is shaky, too, though. I black out. Same. I'll say what I have to say, sit down, and then Not I'm like, remember I sing- have no idea what just happened. Yeah, you can't recall anything. Mm-mm. That's why I always said I can never be a waitress because as soon as I meet someone, I black out. Like, I can't remember their name. I can't either. And that's why, like, I, I work at Summer Moon. And so every single time, if I don't write the cup, like, of what the order mm-hmm. is right away, I literally forget because I'm so nervous when it's face to face. And I don't know why I'm like that, but... I'm like that too. It's okay. Yeah, I just need to work on it. Yeah. But I also want to bring up the point that... A lot of people, going back to college, um, a lot of people can't afford it. Let's not go back to college. (laughs) I would never go back to college, but for this conversation, we're going back to college. Yes. So this is is an important moment for us. Um, But a lot of people can't afford college. And, you know, as time goes by, this pandemic has happened. People, employers are specifically looking for people that have a degree, some sort of um, bachelor's or associates or master's or whatever. I feel like master's is the new bachelor's. Honestly, I can agree, I can agree with that too, which is crazy because I was so hyped about going to grad school and this whole year was like, no, Mylan, we're not going to grad school. I could probably go to grad school in maybe a semester or a year, but I would really have to think about it. <laughs> I would really be reaching. <laughs> for a master's yes i could not i don't think i can mentally do it right now yeah but i think it's good as like far as you might reach for these i feel like it's nice to have long-term goals mm-hmm. just to keep it exciting i agree but yeah but just be realistic with yourself yeah and kind to yourself but also that's that's the thing like here's my argument right so Employers are requiring some form of degree, um, some professions like a master specifically, and the thing is, tuition is only getting increasingly more expensive. It is insane the amount that people have to pay just to get a flimsy piece of paper, quoting the last episode. The, the chunky degree. The chunky bachelors or the chunky masters or the chunky phd or whatever which obviously in some in some fields that's important you know i don't think i would trust a psychologist that doesn't have a phd um or a psychiatrist sorry in med school and everything obviously certain professions require certain qualifications but i'm just speaking generally you know business degree marketing degree interior design degree whatever um a lot of people cannot afford tuition, and the thing is, if they do go to college, they're going to have to put themselves in the position that they're going to be paying off debt for the rest of their lives, which is completely unfair. And with the amount of resources that's available on the internet, you can learn so many things that could potentially you know, push you into being able to acquire a professional job. Especially since I've heard a lot of people graduate and then start working and they always, a lot of them say that what they're doing, 
like their bachelors did not teach them anything like you learn everything on the job and my friend who is studying to become a nurse she said that basically like when you're working as like a nurse in a hospital you learn everything like on the job Mm -hmm. and I mean that's only from like one person so I can't say that's true especially because I am not a nurse right but I think that is true for a lot of people yeah and I guess like I was saying if you have a PhD obviously that's something that should be celebrated it's not easy to go from a bachelor's to a master's to a PhD it takes a lot of effort and time and yeah it's mentally exhausting yeah. we're not trying to diminish like no. the quality of a bachelor's degree or any type of degree because like education is really important and it's something it's like one of the only things that nobody could take away from you right but education is privilege yes but also i don't know i feel like now it's so tricky Mm -hmm. and i feel like since also because we're i feel like you and i we're kind of not fearful but we're questioning like all of the unknown Mm -hmm. and it's kind of getting us maybe like a little bit I wouldn't say, like, worked up, but you know what I mean. Yeah. And I feel like it's making us think less of, like, all of the hard work that we just achieved Mm -hmm. in college. And I feel like that's my issue right now. I'm always like, oh, whatever, bachelor's degree, I don't care. But (laughs) in reality, it's, like, a privilege. It is a privilege. And it's something, like, really special that not a lot of people can say that they have. Right. And I think because we're surrounded by so many people who are educated or are, like, currently, like, trying to finish their degree like us, like, we think the value is less. Yeah. But in reality, it's so much more than what we think. Right. I think, yeah, I'm just trying to say that I just wish tuition was less expensive. I really do. And, you know, I I guess I'm – the main profession that I'm thinking of right now is uh, programming. You know, a lot of people learn programming – um, on their own time. They go to boot camps, they learn through YouTube videos. They yeah, go through, you're learning how to code. Yeah, Code Academy. Um, it's a great time. And code with Millie, new podcast. Code with Millie, I, I know practically nothing, but that's what every developer says. But programming, like I'm saying, is something that the majority of people learn on their own. They don't go to school and get a computer science degree and go straight into the field. And that's what I'm saying. I think it's sometimes a little bit unfair to people who work really really hard their moms or they have they're already working a full-time job and they still take time out of their day because they know they want to achieve something and i think writing them off because they don't have a degree in that specified field is really really sad yeah so and that also ties into what i was saying earlier about how there's so many people out there who are less qualified than you doing things that you want to do but ultimately i feel like if you want to do it you will and you will find the way to do it and that's what a lot of people um who are successful that we know like who don't have degrees but are still pursuing like their dream Mm -hmm. i think it's all about self-confidence because you're you're capable of doing much more than you think you are yeah and i think I mean, I know both of us struggle with kind of imposter syndrome where we think that we're not qualified enough to do what we're doing, but just take it with a grain of salt, believe in yourself. Yep. And with all that being said, we hope you guys enjoyed this juicy, juicy episode. This chunky, this chunkiness. It was juicy and chunky. Yes. So we're going to give you guys a kiss goodbye now. Yes. Mwah.
And we hope you guys have a happy Monday. Um, you do you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye.